So hi, I'm Gemma. I'm uh, one of the programmers at Berwick Film and Media Arts Festival, and I'm really, really like honoured to be in conversation with my friend and filmmaker Rahana Zaman, who's one of our awardees for the New Cinema Awards this year, um, and we're going to talk about her film Alternative Economies. So thank you, Rahana. Welcome. Thanks, Gemma. It's such a pleasure to be here and in conversation with you as well. Um, I was really love and I'm inspired and in, find our conversations really generative. So I hope other people do too. <laughs> yeah. So I just wanted, we haven't got loads of time and we do have the, uh, uh, we, we do generally tend to talk for a long time when we get started. So I'm going to go straight into it. Um, I think I wanted to structure this conversation really around your own description of your work and just see what flows from the words that you sent to us. I also just wanted to really begin with, um, I guess, thanking you for this piece of work, which made me think about lots of things that we've been thinking about um, throughout the programming practice, um, specifically around ideas of mutuality, actually, and um, how this sort of more recent time of, like, uh, separation has led to really beautiful connections as well as dislocation. And I think there's something really wonderful about this piece of work that really, both in its form, its content, but also its, like, practice really articulates really wonderfully and I hope that you know we can kind of have like a um, brief conversation about some of those things in the context of the time in which it was made as well right um, so I wanted to start out with this description of the work which is kind of seeking and and this is something that comes up I think in your work a lot because your, your um, work is so rooted in deep research and like the search part of research um, a sort of form of connection or communication or what you call like an alternative network of exchange and subsistence um, and there are so many so many different registers of that in this film and I kind of wondered if you could kind of expand on on this uh, search for that. I guess what I um I'm searching for in the film or how um, this alternative network of exchange and subsistence appears um, maybe comes like kind of organically through these two spheres that are kind of like moving in and out of each other. Um, and so one, on the one hand, we have um, this relationship that I've formed with Rashika, who is um, Rashika Ahmed who's a quite amazing uh, herbalist and, and practices around the corner from where I live uh, and was someone who I kind of got to know over lockdown, really. And then this other sort of area around cryptocurrency and cryptocurrency as a form of exchange, um, which also kind of initially was prompted by the fact that my sister, another member of my family, um, as is kind of deeply invested in it and has been exploring it as a form of, I, I guess, much more from the perspective of wealth creation. Um, and originally, uh, the idea for the film was to do another kind of family film piece, actually, like a portrait or, something, or, or to use that as a starting point to explore these ideas of exchange. 
but yeah, just um, quickly departed away from that um, and became much more about these these networks that were kind of really about trying to find different ways of escaping this kind of oppressive structures actually and thinking materially like what what's available what's out there what what is within this the world that I'm moving through that begins to speak of alternatives to capital to um, extraction and exploitation um, and a kind of just wanting to really sit with sort of liberatory potential within those two spheres um, and to see what might kind of emerge through being with them and really um, attending to them. So it's rooted again in re- these relationships that are very close to me and are happening around me, but then it sort of departs from that into these much more abstract explorations about what we know and how we know, how we know, um, and then also how we form relationships, these sort of networks of relationships that exist beyond, like on a societal level or that, that sort of move out from the intimate and the personal. Does that make sense? I don't even know if yeah. that's <laughs> No, no, but it's really, I, I think something that I didn't know actually was um, this idea that it like could have been another family film as you, as you kind of like just described. And I was just thinking about family and chosen family and those ideas of just um, proximity and distance, I guess, um, that is also being evoked, like, formally in the film. So, yeah, that's kind of what, like, came up when you were talking. But I think, like, one way to kind of bring those things out is maybe just to, like, break down the different layers. So you talked about these two spheres, right? So one sphere is, like, this sort of disembodied like um I don't know kind of like a sermon or series of sermons around cryptocurrency and like its benefits or its like dangers or like whatever um and then this more like gentle kind of musing about like as you said what we know or what we might know what we don't know or the ways that knowledge has been produced um I guess there's something in that about who knowledge like who claims like ownership of knowledge right and ownership is quite a big part of the film so I wondered if you could maybe talk a little bit about that I suppose that's where it also begins to segue with like other ideas of epistemologies and how different forms of knowledge are valued actually and so so the question of value is inherent within this but also I think its relationship to knowledge is also kind of performing in a way so yeah, so we have this like quite didactic mode of telling, which is about I'm gonna I'm gonna teach you about what finance is and and basic economics around like cryptocurrency and what it is, and then yeah, you have these other musings and um, reflections around how knowledge shifts and what forms of knowledge exist. So a lot of the way that Rashika is approaching. Um, the knowledge it's through these inherited practices it's through like connections to the land it's through um marginalized communities and their understanding that in their kind of implicit embodied understanding in relationship to medicine and medicinal practices um the whole scrooge mcduck element kind of comes out of me spending time with my little boy and watching cartoons that i would watch as a kid and kind of finding this cartoon which i used to watch and not having realized that it was like 
crazily like neo-capitalist like every single episode of DuckTales is about um dispossession or extraction and and actually the colonial um imaginary within it is also kind of really it's it's really intense uh that so the particular episode that appears in the film is also from um a particular episode where they go to Pakistan and this this air they're particular specifically in this area which I've been spending a lot of time thinking about um called Hunza and it sort of kind of felt like a strange coincidence where somehow the work finds you so like knowledge finds you in a way um and then later on I kind of um found a a, a a text that had been written about Donald Duck um, by Ariel Dorfman um, called How to Read Donald Duck, um, which which sort of is this incredible like analysis of the capitalist readings within within the Disney um, universe. It was sort of these moments of finding these relationships that feel quite arbitrary, but also are held together through watching TV with my little boy, um, having conversations with one of um, his friend's mothers, who's a financial regulator, and finding that we have this kind of common interest and that she begins to share her reflections with me. Um, so, yeah, so so I guess this all sits behind the film that you don't really get a sense. It, it's not made explicit, but in a way, I think there's a, there's a sort of a gel there through the fact that it's formed through those kind of quite organic ways of searching, like you said, or being found. Mm. yeah that's really I, I mean it's really beautiful also it was making me think about because the the use of voice note um as well and obviously this ongoing um interest and um exploration of conversation in all of your work um just this idea of like I don't know I guess in like management speak or something they would call it like external processing um but it's like this idea of articulation like saying something out loud and then it forming externally as as you speak you know that that is conversation you don't always know what you're going to say before you say it. it it sort of sort of can't falls out and um that made me think about what you were saying about searching and finding it's that without saying where which is so different from these other forms of knowledge that which are very processed and prepared and um quite fixed I guess um which is kind of like money as well like money is such a mystery like and is kind of not as precise as we're told that it is you know it forms in so many different ways yeah and it's so I think I think it's also a social relation right so that I think that that's also what I'm I'm kind of really interested in and how it how it also becomes um, a locus for collapse in space and time. So this is also this kind of moving between these different spheres because this this is also why I guess I'm excited by this work because I feel like it's it's pulling together lots of new directions and interests. But so much of my work hinges on being in relationship with the people and that appearing through the films, um, either through these kind of the centering of a figure who's storytelling or sharing an account or reflecting with you. But I'm also kind of, I think there's an antagonism there as well, or an ambivalence around the image of the body and um, the figure. And also about maybe about how the personal, how 
one's biography might be shared and how you locate your sort of lived experience, but you share it within the medium of how that becomes represented. And um, I, I guess I'm kind of still trying to navigate or create a sort of a slippery space where it, there's the potential to avoid capture or, or turn that into a, a kind of a, a concern around how the body is fetishized, particularly for black and brown people. And so there's often that feeling of how does the body speak but avoid fetishization and capture. What I liked about working in this way with this film was it was allowing me to return to a way of escaping the body. And the body is present and it's speaking, but there's this multiplicity, there's a multivocality happening in the film as well, which disrupts that that capture, that that potential for it to be fixed and located. You said liberatory earlier, but it's almost like saying that something is liberatory is almost like um, it feels like it's not enough to talk about how much um, how much I felt that this work was not actually centering capture at all. As you said, it's just circumventing it and and just like playing with freedom and and practices of freedom, and that's something that I felt very strongly the first time that I watched it was like. Even, you know, even the, the sort of strategy of having a black screen with these very, uh, I guess, authoritative voices at the beginning felt freeing, right? To not give them form or in any further way than they needed to have form. And then this idea, this, yeah, just your use of direct animation felt, um, and I would love you to talk a little bit about how that came together. But just for me, it just felt so beautiful to see those images dance around yeah could you talk a little bit more about how the direct animation came along and yeah I mean just to roll back a tiny bit just because that thing that you said about I fully resonate with that like the liberatory the, the, using the language of liberation because I think mm. I think also that is how crypto markets itself it's marketed yeah. now so so it has fully been absorbed by capital again that the you know the language of activism the language of resistance is how crypto markets itself um but also reproduces you know it it does have it bear a relation it does have a relationship to these peer-to-peer horizontal consensus um rulemaking practices um that yeah in principle are are really liberatory, but you know, in practice, it's it's really not because it's such a high risk, deregulated. So you know, it's constantly bottoming out. So in in regards to the um, direct animation, I'm like going back now into peak lockdown in the summer last year, and yeah, just feeling really um, sort of not no desire to 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 make a film during that time, like during that whole year, just feeling very worn out and yeah, all the, all the feelings, all the feelings that were kind of um, in the air around that, around that time particularly. Um, and so really kind of wanting to reapproach film in a different way and sort of work much more materially, much more bodily and that have this, have this relationship, not really knowing exactly what it was going to be, but I guess one of the motivating Factors was I really wanted to play around with layering, layering up the image um, with color, and wanting to to work with something that was, yeah, that bore a trace of the body, bore a trace of the hand, and I, I'd I'd done it 
kind of several years before I, I did some work with um, James Holcomb who uh, was part of then it was nowhere and we did these workshops with kids in a school in South Hall in various education spaces and it just being yeah this very pleasurable and very immediate way of um, painting actually just painting and playing with image and color and then feel, and then starting to weave that into this work and obviously there's like a, a dialogue happening between the animation and this kind of slippage between where the animation it you know the animation unravels and we have this other form of animation taking place so there's this layering of animation but also a kind of a sense of I don't know for me rhythm and movement through the film as well that again maybe it is this um allowance to to escape and to to disappear into these other forms that aren't reliant on the speaking talking head or the the kind of more authoritative locus in an image somehow that it allows um allows for a different register of experience that you can engage with the film in a different way and that felt really important maybe coming back to what you were saying about the fact that actually how we understand or, or think about money is actually quite opaque. Um, like a, there's a lot of anxiety just speaking about money for a lot of people. And, and I think also this is, this is what's interesting about crypto because it also presents itself as being something for poor people to, um, it's a way of it, a wealth creation, right? It's a form of wealth creation in a way that allows you to circumvent the much more sort of linear progress orientated uh, building up one's like salary through through a job or um, investing through yeah other forms. It's sort of like a get rich quick scheme. There's something around like I don't want to use the word opacity as well because also that is um, another word that now is has become so burdened. Um, maybe it's about depth of field or something about and, and it comes back to this idea of seeing and and not being able to see mm. the the image performing that or allowing that producing a space in which we feel that rather than having to understand that. Yeah. But also like behind that is the, you know, so there's that abstraction, everything that you've just really beautifully described actually about um, the not knowing of that. But then at the same time, there's this really deliberate practice. Um, and this is actually something that also in the sections with Rashika we see as well, right? So there is this practice of painting the film, but there's also a practice of exchange um, because the way that you you did that was through like a sort of correspondence course, right? During during lockdown in an organisation, through an organisation with whom you are actively involved, right? You're not like buying a service. This is like a different exchange not a transaction but a dialogue um and a process of making and I think as you're talking and the words that we're using I'm really thinking about film and the making like the processing of film the development of film the distribution of film like all of these words that are used in this really like capitalist um often really um abusive and toxic space right and just that there are some activities that you do within this film that seem to reclaim the meaning of that language it feels to me or at least maybe that's what I'm projecting no 100% I mean like the whole process of really brought into um 
brought to light by the experience of the pandemic where, you know, we don't move, we're, we're in lockdown, we don't leave the areas that we are. So we're, it's reliant on like posting something out and receiving something. Um, and the moment of discovery through that and the knowledge that James is handling that film and he's doing something somewhere else. And this this becomes this form of, yeah, like a form of exchange. And then with Rashika, these gatherings that were happening where I took what I'd already been doing for several years, growing and a real like passion for growing and an attention to how to nurture and yeah, connecting in this other way with with the ground. Um, but sort of taking that to the next level where it's sort of her knowledge of herbalism reintroduced that to me somehow, or it shone a, a different light on that. Um, and then going out with her and seeing the ways in which actually there isn't about exchange. It's, it's foraging in this way that's deeply respectful to the land. And so, you know, taking only what you need, turning that into a medicine in the same way that the film is being processed in the same way that the film is being painted on, we're engaging all these different ways of decocting materials, you know, um, infusing all the different processes that went on in the making of the actual medicine, which then becomes set in motion again by being disseminated through these um, these protests that were happening um, and being disseminated amongst people who didn't have access to healthcare, so that it, it isn't sold as an as an item. So actually, in a way, the economy is shifted from being one of exchange to one of a different mode of circulation, right? That doesn't that doesn't become transactional in that way, and so and that being a real thing that that is a practice that is happening by many different like you know there's herbalists without borders or the solidarity apothecary, all these different networks of support actually and care that are happening that are offering a very real alternative, um, mutual aid I guess it's mutual aid right and. So, so the film is documenting something as well that it's that exists outside of the film that it doesn't just end up being um, the begin and end with the work. And I feel increasingly that has felt quite important to me that the film becomes this like this moment where you can peer into something, um, and then also it, it doesn't hinge on the work. Do you know what I mean? It is kind of just existing for the work because precisely because of what you described because if it did how depressing that is because we know the spaces in which the film might circulate are also kind of compromised um so it can it can sort of move between those things and and nowhere being becoming moving from being a, an arts organization to a cooperative uh, and me being affiliated with not nowhere and and yeah i guess this was also increasingly trying to invest time and energy and space into different modes of organizing that are cooperatives or mutually supportive or don't sort of um, reproduce these very toxic and violent structures which are deeply hierarchical and exploitative and white supremacist and it, it sort of gives life and breathes um, space and elevates um, what is in existence so we can build these alternatives. That's like the uh, romantic aspect of it as well. But I guess like that's also interesting to me because I think something that I really feel from like talking to you just now and, and I, it, something that came to me as you were talking was like something that I've been trying to express about this film that I've tried to say it to you but not found the right words and actually something that um, 
I was feeling was that there was this practice of pleasure, but actually I don't think that's quite right. I think actually it's this practice of receiving and and being open to receiving as well as to giving, I guess, you know, in the making of a film or like offering a film. Um, And that's something that felt really beautiful to witness was like this ability or, or this expression of receiving through this process felt very palpable to me right that there was this receipt of knowledge but there was this receipt of of healing um that was being exchanged and um or distributed or disseminated or whatever um this openness to receive which you touched on earlier and maybe this is a good place to kind of um sort of linger and and, and maybe even end is um you know, you were talking about the things that find you. And one of the things that I think um, is really resonant, uh, but also potentially like overburdened, we've talked about this, but I love, I really appreciated that you used it was the harp, like Alice Coltrane's harp that just emerges in a scene, but then becomes this really beautiful finale to, to the piece. I wondered if you could talk a little bit about how that happened and your decision to use that in that way? Yeah, I think um, it's so funny, isn't it, that um, obviously love, love, love Alice Coltrane, and, um, but also aware very much that there's a, a renewed interest in, in her work right now. Or there's something really connecting with a lot of people and Journey to Sassananda is being um, really given the praise and the love that it deserves as this amazing work. So I was trying to find, I was trying to think about like, musicality and music in this film and I was having conversations with a friend who's a musician um our friend Adam and uh sort of sending ideas back and forth uh and something just not working and then uh there being this moment in the film where the radio is on and it's actually not an original Alice Coltrane track it's Desiree Douglas um is a cover um but it it kind of the fact that it it was there all, all along and just felt like actually, um, yeah, that thing of going with what the, this is something I teach a lot, as you know, um, and something that I increasingly want to embrace in my practice is not to kind of come at things too predetermined and too preemptive of like what the work is. And I'm, and it kind of is counter a lot to how cinema often functions because quite often you have like exactly what it's going to be. But within art making processes, studio you know we're constantly talking about you know just being open to what's happening within the work and being aware to reading what's actually in front of you and I feel like that was one of those moments with this film and and certainly beginning somewhere with it and then ending up somewhere slightly different to where I thought it was going to be and the the music in the work is definitely that um but but worked really well for um yeah it just being a peripheral thing that that kind of holds it together. The thing that I really took away from the film is like this sort of weightlessness or lightness or, and we've talked a lot about words or references that are like burdened, like weight weighted, right? And this is what I mean about this freedom to receive. Sometimes, you know, sometimes the reference, the word is exactly the right word to use or the right reference to use. And how do we, use them how do we receive them how do we like honor all of the freedom that 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 reference or that word embodies 
and not be burdened by the ways that it's been mishandled or or overburdened or etc. And I think that's what I really had felt permission from this work to do. And that felt like a beautiful thing to witness that you giving yourself permission to do also. I love that. I mean, I love, and I love that feeling of lightness that the work might um, bring or sit with, or I love that it, it, it might allow that or, and that, yeah, the music is intrinsic to that and the image making is intrinsic to that. Um, because it feels that it's a heavy, it's a heavy time. It's a really heavy time. And in a way, I think there's some, is there something quite final about pleasure that feels, makes us hesitant to use it, that to say something is about pleasure. I feel like the work's open-ended for me. And that's what's quite exciting um, as, a, as, a, as a thing, because I'm already thinking about what's coming out of it and what I want to do more of and, and play with and explore more. Um, but maybe it's also open-ended in the sense of giving yourself permission to imagine um, and that and we needing that space right now because it's quite bleak. Yeah, and, and you know, just going back to something that you said about yeah, I think play, like what you talked about, about play and like this connection to like your son and 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 also actually allowing practices to connect to our lives and not be so disconnected from that. Unless it's very literal, right? Unless you made a film about your son um, or about your life or about growing. It's like, how do we... Uh, yeah how do we layer like our lives that are about I don't know I think pleasure as well makes it feel like it's not I think pleasure is loaded with this idea of flippancy almost or like hedonism or something like that and and actually the way that um that sort of like more politicized idea of pleasure is just being intrinsic to our ability to be like free or like function in in ways where we can be in relation with each other it just feels like a really important moment to evoke that, especially in art making, which feels in our circles very burdened with all of the toxicity of our industries, I guess. Yeah, and I, I guess also maybe one of the things I was also thinking about was how um, trying to re-engage with like a breadth of speech and visual language and I'm wondering like how do we talk about where we're from <laughs> in a way that might not have to um reproduce tropes or like how might the personal appear differently it might not be evident in this in this direct way it might not be about me mapping out okay well these these are the specific relationships I have with all of these people here but you might just feel it through being with the film actually and oh actually this conversation does that or or it doesn't necessarily have to be made um explicit in a certain way but feeling a bit like there's a breadth of um, language and speech available and particularly as black and brown filmmakers or artists really claiming the fact that we that obviously the personal is a huge motivating factor and it's present and it's there but also um, the work can speak within that and outside of that and re and enter back into that you know there's a kind of a way of um, there's a refusal that's implicit as well about what work we're expected to make and not expected to make. And it's sort of a rejection of, of that and trying to um, reset the terms and, and wanting to 
yeah bring a more complexity and nuance to that to that field and that conversation that doesn't rely on me having to constantly disclose and map it out mm-hmm. in this way yeah no it's really beautiful and I think um I think the word actually that maybe we were searching for or thinking through is like this idea of not exactly like a reorientation or a reframing but just an expansion just like it's like this big huge stretch of like oh there's all this other stuff here that I can now move into and that's actually that's what I feel when I hear the harp at the end is that that's really what it evokes and yeah it's it's there in the music as well and then it's also there in this film and yeah I just really appreciate that it is moving out into the world at this time and thank you so much for like sharing it with us and talking about it with us thank you that's a really beautiful way to end as well and describe it (laughs) sort of feel really invigorated by the conversation